The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Hi, howdy, hello, how are you? Louisville, Texas. Doing things a little differently today. We're on the two box live on Facebook and on live stream. It's me and Ishmael hosting uh, today. Tepper is at opening day. If you missed why, you should have been here for the pre-show. That's neither here nor there. I didn't want to waste podcast listeners' time listening to us vamp on the pre-show today on yeah. Facebook where we were just like, hey, by the way, Tepper's gone. We have no ideas. Tell us what to do. Um, so that's over. We're just diving right in. Tepper is at opening day. He had to be convinced to do it, which we thought was a travesty. He's the freaking biggest Rangers fan ever. He needs to be there for yep. the last one at Globe Life. So he's gone, and he's eating barbecue, mm-hmm. which not even mad. I right. want him to be there. We wanted him to be there. The next two months of his life are going to be horrible, mm-hmm. worse than it will be for for any of us. Making so all you people happy with this Making all you magazine. people happy with this magazine, like it's a big deal or right. something. So we threw it out. Before the show, we said, hey, guys, we need we need some topics to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, like I said, this is the most improvised Texas football today yeah. of all time. Episode 732 will go down in history as the most improvised show of all time. We're taking questions. We're diving in. And uh, the first question, um, let me see if I can do a graphics package for this. But m- yeah. basically, I told you this off, off air as the intro credits were rolling, Ishmael. Mm-hmm. Miziel Romero, one of our longtime viewers, says... <laughs> Who's the most sensitive Texas high school football <laughs> fan base? And let me tell you, you this is this is Ish and Mai's wheelhouse because yeah. we get the same letters and emails and stuff that everyone else does. Um, Ooh. So I'm going to set it up. Uh, I'm going to say it's not a Friday mailbag. I guess it's it's a time for a Thursday, Thursday. Texas high school. I guess Texas high. I'll call it Texas high school. Sure. Football mailbag, I guess. There, uh, I extravaganza. Guess. <laughs> yeah. We'll just we'll just call it that. Okay. So so the first question is most sensitive Texas high school football fan base. Now, I'm gonna start. This is I, I'm gonna start this one with a caveat because sure. Allen is absolutely one of the most sensitive sure. fan bases, but they have more people. Also true. So so you may you know if you have a school with like 400 kids in the high school you might have like one or two squeaky wheels mm-hmm. right alan's got six thousand y'all just because there's, so there's ma- a there's lot of squeaky be. wheels right. um here's the thing with alan every year we expect him to be one of if not the best team in 6a there's that's re- how that's how there's the, a reason why we never talk about alan until after thanksgiving you can't respect alan more than that yeah there's no way yeah like that is what it is from out of the gate we just assume they're gonna be that mm-hmm. good yeah that's the benefit of the doubt. Nobody They're gets that. They're making it four rounds deep every Nobody year. Nobody gets the same kind because even when you know they may not be the best team, mm-hmm. you know they're going to have dudes. Sure. Like they're just going to have endless amounts of depth, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So that's we're starting with that point out of the gate, right? What what drives me crazy though is when you're like, "Okay, we've watched 12 games this year mm-hmm. and we have decided based on that knowledge, Allen might be the third best team." Right. Oh, buddy. Nope. Oh, no, buddy. I remember. Oh, I, buddy. Year, Here 20, comes the rage machine. 2017. I picked. I was one year early, but I picked Duncanville 
to come out of that region. Yeah. It was my first year right. with, the, with, the, with Dave Campbell's. Right. Oh. Allen fans. Oh. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Hey, you picked, you picked the wrong team there, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, well, buddy. You got Duncanville coming out of that. Re- I'm, like, yep. I'm like, Duncanville's good. And obviously I was a year early. Allen won that year. And they went on to win state. Yeah. But, yeah, like I, I didn't have them winning their region, and all of a sudden, oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. You know, it, it is. Yeah, it's crazy. And granted, yeah. you know, when, you, when you're that successful, mm-hmm. You know, you're obviously going to think you're the best all the time. Right. Every single one hundred percent of the time, you're right. the best. You're the you. No one's better than us. Yep. How dare you put a second or third or? Yeah. Especially because, like, when you put them third, that usually means that they're not the best team in DFW. Yep. Right. Whether it's Desoto, Duncanville, some there's someone there. Right. Or when they're but when they're second, now you're saying Katie's better. Right. Now you're saying Houston's better. Right. And so it's like, oh, what's going on? I know. Oh, so we're not. You know, we're not better than Katie. We're better than Katie. Oh, we're not better than. DeSoto were better right. than DeSoto, you know. Right. It's, yeah, it's it's always funny. But like you said, it's because they have so many fans as well mm-hmm. that, yeah, they're going to, you know, by math, <laughs> they're yeah. just going to have more fans that, yeah. you know, go go at you a little bit more for, for quote-unquote disrespect. <sighs> yeah. I'm trying to think of a smaller school. I don't want to just make it about Allen because they're an easy target. Two. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of a smaller. I mean, Katie's. School. So, you know, Katie. I don't want to make it about Allen. Katie's up there. Larger schools Katie's are up there. Not as bad. I don't know why. It seems like the last 18 months they haven't been as bad as they were before that. Maybe it's just because they know they're not quite as good as they were those years before. Right. Which fair play to them. Mm-hmm. Um, smaller schools who are really sensitive. I can't rank them all, by the way. That was the original question. Yeah. Like, can you rank them? I'm like, I, was, I, I can't rank no, them. No, no. I can We'd just tell like, you. I can tell you who I get it from the most. Um, yeah. It usually doesn't from smaller schools. It usually doesn't happen from like the perennial, like Mart. You know, no. Refurio, no. No. Um, even like the four, like the the, the media, like Argyle, not yeah. really. It usually happens from like the teams that kind of surprise people. And yeah. then fans are wondering why we're not talking about them. I'll more. say this: the most vocal fan base is not surprising because I think they're the most passionate. Mm-hmm. One of the most passionate. I don't want to go too far there, but Temple. Oh, that's a good man. One. Okay. Temple, we hear it yeah. even when they're not good. We yeah. hear it like yeah. even when we, everyone knows they're not going to be a state champion, and there'll be fans like you're crazy. Yeah, we're winning a state championship. Right. It's like that's fair. okay. Uh, they're not quite as sensitive as Allen because, again, we spend most of the year saying Allen will probably be. Right. In the we don't talk about Allen because right. they're going to be there. Like whereas Temple, we don't think that every year. Sure, right? That's We're, true. And Temple isn't that kind of team. Like some years they are good enough for state. Some years they don't play mm-hmm. as well. It's right. just, but they are tradition rich, blue front white back or white back magic. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Um, but I would say Temple is definitely like one of the most vocal ones that we hear from. Yeah, but I don't think. As far as sm- below that level, I don't, I don't, I'm not. I don't think familiar. we hear from like a lot that I could be like, oh, yeah, them. Um, like I said, it's mostly when the when schools like make yeah. a big jump yeah. in one year and we, yeah. they kind of catch us by surprise. Yeah, and so it's like a team that went, you know, uh, it didn't happen with San Saba yeah. this year, but typically it happens with a school like San Saba. Yeah, where it's like they're 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 yeah. bad the first year and then one year they make a huge run. It's like, why aren't right. you talking about us? You know, right. so yeah. Tony Blaylock makes a good point. He's like, sometimes it only takes one, which is true on the internet. It just also takes true. one person to stand on that Who hill. Who just keeps coming to, back. <laughs> he says, remember, remember Dale from Westfield last year. Hashtag where is Dale. Where is Dale? <laughs> Got to keep throwing that one out there. Uh, Allison Brown, the Longview fan, says, right now Lufkin is super sensitive. 
That's cold. <laughs> That's real cold. I mean, oh. I don't blame you. Yeah. I don't blame you. I'd take that victory lap, too. Um, just going to dunk on Lufkin again. <laughs> uh, Jacob John says, Lake Travis fans rub him the wrong way. I wonder why. <laughs> Maybe because it never goes well for San Antonio schools against Lake Travis. I, and I'm not saying he's wrong. Yeah. I'm not saying Lake Travis fans are tolerable or anything like that. Yeah. I'm just saying consider the source. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Longview's been listening to 1937 for the last 81 years. It's amazing they weren't more sensitive before that, to be honest. Yeah. Think about Longview, I think, that makes, made them easy to root for in that title game. Is it, th- they've been not, beaten to a bloody pulp. Yeah. Their hearts have been stomped on. They're, they're not, not really they a bunch of complainers. Yeah, they weren't cocky. They weren't no. like. And they weren't like whining all the time. Yeah, that no, stuff. it was. I, I mean, the year before when they, the, the missed field goal, yeah. like everyone, I think every, the whole state's heart just broke. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I can't t- Hey, so Sam Fowler, fat punter, for those who don't know, mm-hmm. he, he's on here and he's like, uh, he says, uh, he's, he's listing off schools out west, Sonora, Grape Creek Wall. I can't tell if those are the ones that complain too much or the ones that are on the down or ups. I have no idea. Oh, yeah. He's got to clarify that one for me so I actually understand. Um, but those are shout outs. Uh, smaller schools just want you to talk about them, period. That, Tony's, and he's right. That he's is right. That is fair. absolutely fair, and we do our best. Um, yeah. Corey Hogue, our man Corey, is in the house today. A special day if Corey's here. Hey. Max is a huge fan of parents who continually try to get DCF, DCTF to promote their children. Any sports writer. We get so much oh. of that. My kid's the next. Look at his highlight tape. Tell all the coaches. Yeah. Y'all, like, I, I'm not I've, a- I've met coaches yeah like i've met tom herman i don't like have a direct line to his office and yeah. be like hey man you see the sophomore film yeah <laughs> i'm never gonna do see that the eighth grade around it's Houston always it's, it's always the worst yeah. like from that from that perspective like people are just oh you're with him you'll tell them yeah but that's not what i do <laughs> nor do i care you get um, huddle huddle dms and it's like i don't what do you think i do i don't i don't what do you think i'm gonna like I don't know, anyway. <laughs> Jacob John says, for college, Sooner fans are the worst. We are, again, I'm going to say, consider the source. We're all here in Texas, and Oklahoma is the worst. Sure. That's the way that goes. I will yeah. say my one Sooner experience that sort of backs this up is independent of Texas. Oh, okay. I went to the Big 12 championship where they in, in the Alamo Dome where they played Missouri. Uh-huh. Missouri fans were so happy to just to be there. Sure. Like, just get grandpa. Yeah. We're going to the Alamo Dome. <laughs> we're playing for the Big 12 championship. Can you believe yeah. it? They couldn't believe that they were going to the Big 12 championship, yeah. right? That's – and they got obliterated, and on the way out, Sooner fans just lining the sidewalks, mocking them and taunting them. These sad, poor folks from Columbia, Missouri, who were just happy to just be there. so happy. And I was like, you guys are dicks. Yeah. This is the worst fan base that I have ever dealt with. Like, just a bunch of drunk Okies being yeah. like, y'all suck. <laughs> well, yeah, man, but, like, Missouri. just let them have it, man. Yeah. Like, they were just happy. That's they hilarious. Just, they just wanted to make a trip to San Antonio with the family. Um, That's funny. Sam Fowler says he's uh, saying Wall and Sonora are on the up. Lakeview complains a lot. Constant flow of why aren't you talking about us? Well, yeah. I think we all know why. Sam hates you. Uh, <laughs> but but that leads into the next question. Programs on the up, programs on the down. Um, and I this is all anecdotal for us because mm-hmm. the, the, one, the one that we have talked about a lot in the office lately, and I think it's fair to do it right now because of kind of how things have changed out there, Stephenville. Mm, yeah. Fire Greg Winder. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that was the right or wrong call. That's not my place to say. Right. What I will say is, like, Stephenville is a place in Texas. Mm-hmm. Like, it is 
it is Dylan. Right. Right. Uh, we've had events out there, and lots of people show up mm-hmm. from town just to, because it of the a, football thing. It is thing. an event. It's, an, it's a thing. Yeah. Uh, Stephenville is a special place in that regard. I don't know if it's everyone's favorite football city. Not where every coach wants to coach. Right. There's a lot of heat there. A lot of pressure. Um, and a lot's changed in Stephenville, e- even just the last five years. And talk to people around the game. That, you know, do they have the same kind of players they used to? No, mm-hmm. probably not. The school, not quite, not quite as competitive as ever. And they are. At, I, I don't blame them for making a coaching change, be, specifically because I feel like they're at a bit of a crossroads. Sure. It's either going to keep getting worse, or someone's going to figure out how to turn it around. Mm-hmm. But I don't think anyone can. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, I can, I can because that. Stephenville isn't what Stephenville used to be. Sure. And it probably can't be again unless some population changes happen out there. So that's the first one that comes to mind. On like, I'm very concerned that Stephenville may never be that good again. Right. Me and you kind of talked about this one uh, on Central Texas, Cedar yeah. Park. Yeah. That one's kind of yeah, an interesting one. They're getting chopped up. They're getting chopped up yeah. into these new schools. You got Pflugerville Weiss. You got, uh, what's the other one? Leander Glenn. Um, you got a lot of, and then Vandergriff as well. Um, Vandergriff kind of took a step forward right. this year. I'm wondering if we're going right. to start seeing Vandergriff become that team in yeah. North Austin. Um, along with the other schools around that area. It's just, a, it was a, the, the, the rise of Cedar Park was the rise of that North Austin area. And, now that Vandergriff's establishing itself, now that people are moving there, and then now that people are moving to Leander Glenn, like you know, Leander Glenn proved had a pretty solid year, I believe. Right. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's that's going to be one to watch. Where it says, okay, is the Black Rain going to be the Black Rain anymore? Right. Mm-hmm. I think it's good enough. It's a good enough area, and it's a good enough program that they'll make the playoffs. Right. right? They're going to be fine. But I'm wondering if the the years of Cedar Park being a staple to go three, four rounds deep guaranteed wonder if that's going to be the case yeah they're again kind of at a crossroads like is the talent the same as it always has been um some good shouts here actually jacob john says he feels like steel is trending down and brandeis is on the way up (sighs) that's a good point steel steel's a weird one man uh i don't know right right steel's one of those teams who will always always seems to have players Mm mm-hmm and it, I well, can't. What, three years, four years out of the title game. Uh, I, yeah, it's been a while. It's yeah. longer than that, I think. Oh, no, since no. they played in it. Yeah, I played a title game. Sorry, it's only been <clears throat> three, I think. Yeah. Two or three. Um, the region helps. Right. Right. Number one, the thing you have to understand right away about all those teams, like Travis, Westlake, Steele, if they're in Region Four, that yeah. helps. Yeah. Um, it's easier for them to get to a title game. They still gonna. They're still probably gonna have to win a pretty salty game in the semifinal against mm-hmm. a Region Three team. Right. But Steel's a weird team that it just seems like, you know, they always have pretty good players at worst. Mm-hmm. And the years they put it together, it's almost surprising. Right. Like, you know they have some dudes, but, like, the fact that they go on those runs is always a little surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do it with defense, right? They're just physical and punishing. It's getting harder and harder to do yeah. with the offenses that are out there and sort of the proliferation of the types of offenses to just win games with, like, that power eye – on offense and then defense is just harder and harder. Brandeis is a team that, uh, you know, it almost is the same, but the expectations aren't as high. Sure. Right? Like you can, you know, because Brandeis from hasn't. Northeast, right. from Northeast. Right. Yeah, yeah, Brandeis hasn't done quite as well as Steel. Right. But they have really good years and they have sort of good years. Yeah, because I know they uh, beat Steel last, this past year. Um, 
in the playoffs. And, yeah. And like that North, like obviously O'Connor kind of runs things right now, but man, that North, they always have like one, there's always one more team sprouting up, whether it's, uh, looks like Brandeis, I believe last year was also, was it Brennan or Warren? Yeah. I forgot that was one of the Warren. Warren. Um, Warren was the other one that sprouted up. That Northeast district area is really getting competitive. Yeah. The nice thing for the area, Jacob John makes a good point too, is that Madison seems to be on the way back. That yeah. would be huge. I yeah. Mean, I saw like, Madison against like Travis and like for a quarter. For like, a hot minute. Right. Yeah. For a hot minute. It was like, yeah. oh, okay. I do remember like we were in week seven or eight and someone was like, someone kept saying, uh, oh man, Madison's going to get Lake Travis. So, like, let's pump the brakes yeah it's, get, it's not gonna happen yeah i saw the game it, you know lake travis was obviously better but it's like, not gonna happen but yeah madison okay i, see, yeah. I saw something you know yeah uh brick of civ says keep up the good work guys from toronto mm. uh, i think he and step need to hang out because uh yeah <laughs> step's always in toronto Steph's so always in toronto. uh wagner's been good obviously Mizo oh, sure. makes a good point sure i mean that's this didn't didn't mean for this to turn into a san antonio discussion we kind of talked about this yesterday yeah me and me and tepper but um Levi asked a good question. He's he wants to know if we think Wellington is down. I don't know. I mean, we all expected them to be in the title oh, game I know last the guy year. From Toronto, by the way. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Uh, okay, now we know why. Yeah. Um, Levi wants to know if we think Wellington's down. I don't know. Like Coach Williams stepping down. I mean, yeah. At some point, you do. I don't know if he's doing it because he feels like they're not going to be that good again or if he just feels like, well, that was a good shot. And right. I'm I mean, this was, I don't have another two or three years in me. I was about to say, this this year was kind of they their had a group. year. They had a group. That was a group, yeah. yeah. They still got players. We were talking with uh, – that was last week or – last week on This Week in Recruiting with mm-hmm. Greg Powers. They got that big tight end. I don't know how Wellington just keeps producing guys like this, but right. they do. Um, but, but the point – I don't know if Wellington's done – here's the thing about small schools – like the threshold's not that hard. Wellington's always going to kind of be a blue blood in sure. the sense that, like, when you're a, those two A D one and D two schools mm-hmm. are so small, yeah, it's really hard to like infiltrate that group of like ten or fifteen that mm-hmm. are like really good. They're going to be there. Um, it kind of takes a team moving down, or but it it doesn't. I don't know. It's it's hard to just fall out of that unless the population just disappears. Sure. Um, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon with Wellington. So I don't think I'm willing to go that far. Um, it's always going to be harder. The other thing, too, about the small schools, it's always going to be harder for the teams from the Panhandle and out west when they come up against against teams with more depth, more speed. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like kind of how it always goes. Yeah. Um, so I'm not – but I'm not willing to bury Wellington yet. I, yeah, I, I no. think it's too soon for that. Rob Hathaway, uh, South Lake's finest, um, says Corsicana should be on the way up. I wonder why he thinks that. Mm-hmm. I'm very curious about how the thing goes – how it goes with Hal Watson. I am, too. Uh because like I know, I know, I know obviously he's, he's 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 happy to be there. Like right, he's, he's motivated the again. And right, like, he's so. from the area. He's excited to be coaching. We think he's a great coach. That's right. not an issue. Right. I just have no idea what he's dealing with talent wise. Sure. I really don't. I, I I'd love to sit here and pretend and tell you that I know a lot about the depth in Corsicana. Yeah. I don't. Mm-hmm. I'd have to look at their questionnaire and then look at our, at Jerry Forrest's numbers for the upcoming season to get a better idea of of who they compare to. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see what happens. Sure. I would, you know, I'd love for Coach Watson to have a little run here at the end of his career and, and do something interesting. But I have no idea. Uh, it's always fun when go. like when these coaches that you know are good coaches go to these areas where you're not as you know it's not a it's not a powerhouse, right? right? Or at least yeah. a modern powerhouse. Yeah. To see what they can do. Um, and Levi says, except for this past year with Wellington, I, I get it, yeah, right. But you have to understand on paper and and the way they were playing, they got upset and it was kind of, it was a surprise. Yeah. We, we all, I think, a lot of us going into the playoffs thought 
They had a good shot to be in the state Honestly, title in the game. Magazine we had them, in and the I still think game? they were. I still think they were good enough. Yeah. to be in a state title game. Sometimes you just. I mean, is what a three-point loss? What your was number it? just gets called. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, I yeah, it was know. a three-point, twenty-one, eighteen yeah. to Hamlin. Yeah. Um, Tony says impact of San Antonio Northside having eleven schools, assuming Harland is six A next alignment. Well, look, let's start here, right? Anytime schools get split up, the interesting question is where that all goes. Mm-hmm. Like, where does the talent get cut yeah. and all that? Because we just talked the other day about Cy Ranch and Bridgeland, right? How Bridgeland has kind of taken some of those Cy Ranch players. So it wasn't a huge surprise that Gene Johnson made that move out of the district and uh, went up to Waller, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. And I would have to know more about the district to understand who's losing what. Sure. Does that make sense? So – if I did, then I would kind of be able to tell you, oh, well, I, clearly this is going to shift this way. And this, I'll say this. Harlan's inaugural season was surprising. Yeah, it was pretty like, good. <laughs> it was pretty good. Um, I don't know. I, but, I, again, I don't know enough about the district to know where they're pulling those players from and who lost those players and all that other stuff. Um, I don't even know. if I, I bet Step might know, but that, that might be the only person here who has a better feel for that. Um, yeah. Meziel says Wellington's lost, busted his bracket, and he hasn't forgotten hey. IEA. Probably did that for a lot of people. Brackets get busted, <laughs> buddy. It's all good. Um, yeah, Rob Hadaway says, how's a great coach? Yeah, man, we know. Hired Zach Bryan as the OC, pulling for them. I think it's interesting. It's a fun it's experiment. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Corsican is a weird place, yeah. right? They've, they've had teams. Them and Mildred have had teams. I don't know if – you know, I'm always curious. Is like, is that an ebb and flow thing? Are mm-hmm. they always going to have some kids? Are they? Are, is that time over? I, I never know. Um Let's see here. Oh, Levi's agreeing with him. That's fine. I mean, like I said, I with Wellington again. I don't know. I think it's too soon. To, I think it's too soon to bury him. Sure. Um, Jacob John, most interesting thing you've learned so far during magazine prep. Hmm. So far. Uh, well, th- well, we haven't gotten into the. I mean, just to peel the curtain back a bit. We haven't gotten into capsule laying yet. We haven't gotten into the capsule. So let's peel back the curtain. Here's where we are in the magazine. Yeah. We started working on it probably, like the the nitty-gritty of it, not planning, but like actually typing and writing and all mm-hmm. that crap, about three weeks ago. Sure. I have finished the Coaches of the Year, mm-hmm. uh, and I have been working on the year in review for 4A and 3A. I don't think I've seen anything that surprises me so far. What I'm doing now is putting together our players of the year to watch, our offensive player of the mm-hmm. year, defensive player, your coach of the year to watch next season. And I'm putting together our preseason all-state teams already, if you can believe that. It is March 28th, yeah. and I am putting together the preseason all-state teams for the 2019 high school football season. Um, let's see... What else have I worked on so far? I said, well, <laughs> this is of no consequence to anyone on this podcast. I have started writing the AAC preview. Oh, okay. Right. There you go. <laughs> I've started the Sunbelt preview. Breaking news. Yeah. UCF, going to be pretty good. I'm doing, I'm currently, uh, this weekend, I'm going to go to Texas State, finish right. up my preview right. for them. <clears throat> I talked to Coach Vic Sheely from Houston yep. Baptist. That's right, you did. Week. That's right. I'm talking yeah. to Coach Casey Keeler at yeah. about one o'clock. Nice, thirty minutes. So uh, <laughs> from Sam Houston, yeah. uh, for their preview. Yeah, I've uh, done high school, uh, the players of the year for this past season, high school players of the year. 
that's about where I am right now. And yeah. then, yeah, obviously when, oh, and then I've talked to some of the feature, the uh, feature Oh, yeah, your high school. High school yeah, so. we, we, we got our cover boys. We're done with that. We know who they are. We just need to call and talk to the coaches. Uh, I am writing the Incarnate Word preview this year, Yeah. which is an interesting challenge. I have not called Coach Eric Morris just yet. I want to do a little bit more research before I do that. But the, I, So here's a surprising thing, mm-hmm. and it's funny because Jacob Bassett, this is in his city, I'm like, well, I don't want to. I, you know, we got these assignments three weeks ago, mm-hmm. so it's already March. Yeah. And I sat down earlier a week a week ago, and I was like, oh, well, I don't want to call Coach Morris until spring practice is over. Yeah. Right. They did it in February. Yeah, they're done. <laughs> I cannot wait to talk to him about why they do that. Yeah. I'm, that may I just be an FCS thing. I don't know. Well, because HBU did it too. Yeah. So Houston okay. Baptist, but okay. Sam Houston is just starting, yeah. or like they started a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So. I have no idea that schedules threw me off too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's kind of interesting. I was like, oh, okay, they're done already. I guess I should hurry up on getting yeah. research done. So <laughs> start calling him. Um, yeah. What classification cover boys are you writing? Obviously, we can't say who they are. Yeah. But uh, I am writing the private school. Okay. And five A. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm writing six A. One of the middle and uh, six man. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. No, it's going to be interesting, but that that's kind of that gives you an, and so and then Tepper is already working on page designs, mm-hmm. right? So like how the look and feel and flow of the magazine—that's what he's working on right now, as well as a lot of written content. He's writing his pieces. Um, our other writers are working on all the capsules, the capsules that you see in the magazine in each high school team's preview. While Jerry Forrest, our numbers man, is crunching those numbers and coming up with his formulas for how he thinks the season's going to play out. Um, and then we will probably reconvene and talk about that stuff uh, last week of April. About, yeah, we have of most month. of the capsules uh, and and most of the data the last week of April, and that's when we really start putting previews and things like that together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll start looking at offenses, um, JV records, right. stuff like yeah, that to come like up that. with projections. Um, I will say there is a secret project that Tepper is working on for the magazine mm-hmm. that is pretty awesome. It's pretty sweet. He's hinted at us a couple of things. Hinted at a couple yeah. things. All I'll say is I think it's going to be a huge story when it comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to get a lot of people talking. A lot of people are going to be talking about it. Um, we got some participation for some very important voices in the state of Texas for this project. Yep. And the the information we got from it <laughs> – was extremely <laughs> eye-opening. Yeah, it's I, pretty so telling. I know that's kind of what Jacob John's asking for is kind of like something like that, and I just can't tell him yet. Not yet. Can't tell him. Buy can't the magazine. Tell him. <laughs> can't tell him yet. I don't know when we're going to release any of that yeah. yet. I do know that the website's about to flip over and just start selling the new magazine. So if you become a subscriber, you will only the next magazine you get will be for the the summer magazine it will not be the recruiting edition so if you're hankering to get that recruiting edition and you haven't gotten it yet you have to do it right now or you're gonna have to come by the office i guess um let's see jacob john's theory was no spring practice during fiesta and spring break for uiw you know what plausible yeah (laughs) totally plausible i have no idea um our man tanner wilson in the house what happened to your avatar man disappeared um he wants to know which DFW high school team was that was awful in 2018 could have a strong 2019? Ooh, that's so hard to project. Who is that's awful? so hard to project. Here's what I'll say. I, yeah. don't, I don't know about awful, but, like, 
I'm still surprised that like Lancaster and Cedar Hill didn't do better. That's a good one. Right. Like they're yeah. good enough. Yeah. And they both fell out too soon. Right. And they're good coaches, good players. I want to see if one of them can figure it out. Sure. Because that was really surprising. Um, I'm going to say that. You know, I'll, I'll wait. I guess I'll wait to see their schedule. And there's a big asterisk to the word awful for them, but right. Mesquite Horn. Yeah. Because, like, they played such a brutal schedule that it's hard to yeah. say that they were bad. Yeah. But then, of course, they go and knock off uh, Temple. Yeah. And they make a three-round deep, three run deep, a three-round right. run deep, a three-round deep run. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> the greatest tongue twister of all God. time. Uh, but yeah, like they, I mean, they obviously have talent. They're obviously right. good. They were hanging in those games that they lost. Right. But you still look at the record and it's like, okay, yeah. f- under five, below five hundred. Yeah. Maybe they're better. I got to see that schedule that I know, they right? Put together because hopefully yeah. they don't play out. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the next question is kind of interesting. Um, this is from. Frank Grantham, fixing to go into April, and Whitesboro still has no AD football coach since they didn't renew Coach Gill after making the playoffs eight years in a row. Look, our stance is very clear on this. We've we talked about this on the show before. Don't know what they're doing. Yep. Don't know what they're doing. What Where they were before Gill got there to what they did the last eight years, don't know what they're doing. However, I do have news for you. Uh, according to our Matt Stepp, not uh, more than an hour ago, uh, pending board approval, Whitesboro will name Mildred head coach. Cody Fagan as their new head football coach uh-huh. and AD. So there there's your breaking news here on TF today. Uh, and look, I wish Coach Fagan all the best. And yeah. I and I look if you're going to make a bold move like that at Whitesboro and you think it's the right thing, it better go well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I you know, I, I'm wishing everyone in that the best because yep. that's what has to happen uh, if you're going to make a move like that. All right, last few. Um, Tony Blaylock points out Waller should be the next big growth area in the greater Houston area. Subdivision spilling over from Katy, Cy Fair, and Tomball should prompt massive growth on south and the east sides of Waller ISD. That makes sense. Hmm. Cities are just expanding out. It, it makes it makes it makes uh, makes a lot of sense. Uh, Miziel asks, does Tepper have a page where he talks about the awards he's just received? <laughs> Dear man, after my own heart. If you yeah he How, I, we if should tell the story. Oh yeah, sure. We should sure. tell the story, right? So, so, uh, and this is perfect that Miziel asked it, right? Yeah. So we're sitting in the office today, and and for those of you who know that we're we're also soccer fans, the International Champions uh, Cup came schedule came out. Real Madrid and Bayern Munich playing each other in Houston on July twentieth, the mm-hmm. first day we will be at coaching school in Houston. Mm-hmm. So Ishmael and I turned to Tepper and we're like, "Hey, man." We're going? we're going, right? Yeah. We're going to set up at the convention hall, and then we're going that night to NRG. We're going to catch the match. We're going to have a great time. Tepper's like, oh, man, I can't. That's when THSCA is honoring me in their Hall of Honor. <laughs> and I was like, okay, we'll have fun, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like. I ain't going. Yeah. Like, they ain't honoring me. <laughs> and he goes, well, as long as Adam says so, our boss. As long as our boss says you can get out of it. Yeah. I'm like. I turned to I, our boss came in after Tepper left for a spring. I was like, "Hey, do you mind if we go?" He's like, "I don't care." <laughs> so we're going. <laughs> so that's uh, that's just about the. And the, yeah, the the best thing about all of this is like if you know Tepper, like he he's so uncomfortable with all these crazy. He hates all of this. He appreciates every yeah. single bit so of it. Ishmael, but yeah, he d- yeah. If Ishmael and I are giving him crap every day, yeah. and and Miziel just wants to pile on, yeah. 
It's not very fair. Oh, yeah. It's not wanna, fair at all. If you want to call him television's Greg Tepper? If you want to tell We do him call him I do refer to him as television's Greg Tepper. Award winning Greg Tepper. Award winning television's Greg Tepper. Um yeah, Dallas and Houston, I think, are also going to host CONCACAF Gold Cup games this year. Ooh, I think fun. Tanner Wilson is right on that. Uh, I don't know if I care about the Gold Cup, though. We'll see. What was the joke you made last night? I can't wait to watch Alfonso Davies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, retired at, DeMarcus Beasley for, for the, the fifth, fifth time. time. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. Okay, uh, we, we've diverted too much yeah. of the soccer-specific talk yeah, uh, here at the end of the show, but that's all right. Um our man Ed McElroy, last question of the day. Has DCTF considered doing a story about which high schools get the most transfers? I don't think we have, but... Um, it's obviously a topic. Here's the thing, and here's why it's complicated. Yeah. Um, now, Alan's done... Or, uh, Dallas Morning News did yes. something that talked about this with Allen, mm-hmm. how lots of kids transfer in there thinking they're going to be part of that team, and then it doesn't work out. Yeah, um, That's just the price of being a good team. I've seen that at big programs mm-hmm. everywhere. That's not just an Allen problem. I've saw it at Lake Travis. Kids would move in like th- thinking they were great. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be part of the Lake Travis machine, and they don't end up amounting to much. Yeah. Um, so that happens, that happens a lot. I don't know. Here's the other part you have to draw a line on, right? When When is it officially a transfer? Mm-hmm. Like, it do you not count really talented seventh graders that they can see are going to be good football players? Right, that they filter like, they filter in, you know? Like, it's not just, you know, sophomores and juniors who are like, that's when, the, like, the alarm bells go off. Sure. But were these programs who really get kids from out of areas to move in and get part of it? They get them in grade. They get them in seventh and eighth grade. Yeah. That's when they get them. Mm-hmm. They know, they, they can spot them then and they bring them in. Like, right. that's, that's a more complicated situation, and it's also probably the – Smart way to do it if you're going to do it. Right. I don't know, we're being honest. Then, like, in the sophomore or something. <laughs> all, all I'll say is there is definitely one program that uh, plucks from uh, the Everman area, <laughs> much to the chagrin of poor Matt Stepp, the Everman Bulldogs' number one fan. And yeah. I'm just going to leave it at that. I think we did pretty well for a flying by the seat of our pants show. Oh, what do yeah. you think? No, it was pretty good. Eh, no one likes it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna do it. That's gonna do it for us, guys. Man of Thank the people, you. Max Thompson. Thank you so much for uh, participating in our little mini mailbag here, uh, and not letting the show burn to the ground yeah. while Tepper was gone. You guys rule. You're the best fans in uh, podcasting and in Texas high school football. We love you all, and uh, yeah, until tomorrow, I, we're just gonna call it a day. So uh, yeah, Ishmael, Vince Young, please meet your player of the year trophy. We'll see you guys tomorrow on Texas Football Today.